So we have seven deals on the site. Okay. Um, those deals are, um, you know, anywhere, in, you know, all over the country from California to, to the East Coast um, and some in Texas. Um, they're all 506C. Um, we connect the sponsors with the investors. We don't handle any of the cash flow. All right, guys, welcome again to another amazing episode. Today we have, who do we have today? We have Cam Sambaidi. Uh, he is the founder of Park Place Investments. Essentially, he wants to do uh, crowdfunding uh, for the MLS, so create like a crowdfunding platform that's going to be equivalent to the MLS and people could go in there and choose their investments and go ahead and invest. So bringing it to mainstream uh, is what I'm gathering. So we're going to Go ahead and dive in a little bit into your your background and let us know exactly how you started and then how how you got to where you're at now. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for having me on the show and letting me talk about uh, crowdfunding and also my my uh, my company Park Place. Um, as far as how I got into um, founding Park Places, I always been a, a real estate investor since. I became a professional and made some income. I kind of coincided with the market crash in 2008. So I was working in Riverside and, you know, the market crashed 60, 70%. And like every block there was, you know, like, you know, in a, in a 20 house block, there was like 12 houses that were like, you know, and, and, you know, for sale or foreclosure signs. So, you know, I knew that this is just an amazing time to get in there. I, whatever money I had, I kind of use the leverage that you have with real estate to purchase. Uh, and then, you know, the tenant, people needed a place to live. So there was a really good market for rental. So I rented that really easily. And then the market recovered. I used the uh, equity from the houses, the 1031 exchange into smaller units, four units or so. And then I got into kind of as, as you kind of grew up, grew up in the world of real estate, you kind of try to move up to your, you know, to the different asset class, started thinking about commercial real estate, um, got into do some syndications, got into um, in investing with syndications. And most of my exposure was through friends and family. Um, I mean, honestly, I didn't even think about investing in syndications outside of like kind of Southern California um, because it's just, you know, it's a lot of times people just get used to investing where they live. And um, I think that's one of the, issues with real estate is just, you know, people always kind of get, you know, they'd like to invest within a certain radius, which I think is a mistake. Um, and from real estate, I, uh, in syndications, I got into um, um, investing through crowdfunding platforms like um, Fundrise and and um, things like that. And, and then um, I, at the same time, I was investing as an angel investor in Silicon Valley companies through my associates. And then, you know, I kind of had an aha moment in one of the discussions I was having with my friends that happened to be in tech startups and things like that. I said, you know what? I always thought, why isn't there like a platform that just like, it's like an MLS, like Redfin or LoopNet or something that's out there for all the syndicated deals that are, you know, are out there in the United States. And well, then I started learning about, well, there needs to be certain SEC and federal regulations and things like that. But, you know, at the same time, 
you know, there's a lot of opportunity out there, both from an investor's perspective. I always thought about it from an investor's perspective, what I want, because yeah. I've had this vast experience just in different levels of investing in real estate. I said, you know, as an investor, I want to be able to go on this a website and a platform and look at all the deals that are out there that I could, you know, um, not yeah. always California is the best place to invest. I'm in California, as you could see, like right now with what's happening is like the primary markets are kind of people are moving out of like California, New York and going to some of the secondary and tertiary markets like, you know, the Carolinas, Texas, these areas. And and I wanted to have an opportunity to participate in syndicated deals. Yeah. At the same time, you know, as you get into um investing with syndications, you understand that, you know what, as a professional, sometimes it's easier um, to participate in larger deals through syndications because A, you not you don't have a capital to invest in those larger asset classes. Like, you know, you can't buy a 300 unit building by yourself, especially in like California. It's very, almost yeah. very difficult. So you, by the nature, you're gonna either create a joint venture, which then you, you get into problems with all the partners, or you you let your money as a passive investor go to syndications and, and let the professional do their thing. And, you know, I participate on the upside, both in the, um, you know, when they sell the property and also through the uh, payouts for the rent. And the, so that's really um, where I was at. And the Park Place kind of is, our mission is to become that. So our yeah. primary goal is connect um, syndicators with investors and vice versa. And our secondary goal is to for syndicators to learn about general solicitation, how to market their deals, um, and uh, and really achieve their goals. No, I love it, man, because you know this is something we talk about in our podcast from time to time, and that we've talked on other podcasts about. But is exposure, right? So coming from the non-accredited investor point of view, and from a an upbringing where we we never were raised on how to build money, how to accelerate wealth, how to invest, you know, correctly, especially non-traditional investments or private investments. And it was part not because no one really showed us as well, but it's also part because no one in our circle and I never had the exposure. And I think what you're trying to build will allow more people to be exposed to those investments that could accelerate wealth generation and and multiply their money quicker as opposed to a traditional investment, um, which is not bad, but the more you realize about these larger deals, the quicker, you know, you realize there's some pretty significant returns if they're done right uh, as opposed to other deals. So I really like that. So are you, how do, because you mentioned the rules, the SEC, and all that. How are you working through that? Because obviously you can't mm -hmm. just market a deal out to credit investors. Is it just that you're having verification as people come to your website and then they're joining in? How is that process, that piece working? Sure. Well, ultimately the due diligence has to be done by the sponsors uh, because you know, they're the ones that are going to, they're going to, when the, when the investor makes the paycheck, makes the check out to them, well, they have to be sure these guys, if, if they do go through like a 506C exemption, which does require credit investors, they have to be sure that they're a credit investor. Having said that, our, uh, we have a credit investor check in our site. It's either done through 
um, one of several ways. One is the easiest way is when your accountant or uh, attorney could write write an attestation or certificate that you're investor, a credit investor. The second way is um, through a third party uh, cert, uh, site. Um, or the other ones, if you send your tax returns, which most people don't do that. Most people usually have a certificate if they've invested before from their CPA. Um, that's really the 506C. Now there's other ways to invest as a non-accredited investor in crowdfunding, which is either um, through, um, it's typically through either Reg A plus or um, through uh, Reg CF, regulation crowdfunding, which allows non-accredited investors to invest in, in deals um, whether it's real estate or, or or any other type of like startups or things like that. So, because, okay, you can't really market to accredited investors, right? How are, how are you doing that piece? So, because you, you know, you have a website and I have a deal and I want to put it on your website, but the only people I can really attract is, is accredited investors in the 506C. Yes. So is your website only tailored for accredited investors? Yeah, the website is tailored exactly for accredited investors. Having said that, we have developed mm. a partnership with a funding portal um, and a broker uh, dealer, which allows Reg CF, which allows non-accredited investors to invest. Um, Reg CF, whenever you go, you know, the, the SEC has made it clear that when you go to you, when you only go towards the credit investors, the credit investors sophisticated enough to be able to do the due diligence. So yeah. there's not that much regular, I mean, there's still regulation, but it's not as much as when you go to mom and pop and you want to get retail investors or non-accredited investors. For example, if you want to go through Rec CF, you have to, you can't just list it yourself. You have to go through certain, certain due diligence processes that a funding portal uh, yeah. registered with a FINRA um, has to has to has to comply by. Um, so yes, we don't we can't do that on our site, but we have developed um, relationships with funding portals that, for example, let's say a part of your equity stack you want it to be accredited and part of it non-accredited, you could do that. Now, right now, Rec CF the limit is about one million dollars. So most raises for for. Um, Real estate have not really used Reg CF. However, SEC just made a ruling that in a couple of months, hopefully, it's going to get raised to five million, which it makes yeah. a lot of uh, re, uh, real estate investments in you know in reach and that that kind of becomes more feasible when it's yeah. five million as opposed to only a million. So yeah, it is to answer your question. It's very it's difficult. To, you know, SEC has made it clear for if you go to non-accredited investors, is you need to you need to do a lot more due diligence. Okay. No, yeah, and that's why I was asking. I wasn't sure because you said you wanted to be like the MLS. So, I mean, I, I wasn't too sure if you were allowing non-accredited investors or if it was just for accredited. And that's what I wanted to really dig into because I I would like to see a a website where you're not marketing, but you can also have non-accredited investors in it because. Like I said, to me, the whole exposure thing is a big deal. I get it. There's the law, right? And there's, you know, you can't do certain things. But I also, I wish, I wish I would have known this years ago, you know, when I had. I think, I think what, what, uh, what Oscar is going in, or I think the, the, 
the idea that I that I would love to see one day uh, is is the fact that you might be able just like Zillow or 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 LoopNet or whatever that you go in there and you see these properties that probably is not they're not within your reach, but you know they're out there, and then you start learning about the process. It's like, well, yeah, I know I know it's there, and I see these 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 deals. Uh, I might not qualify right now, but but it's it's existing and it's within reach eventually if I yeah. if I get myself to to this. Um, but it's so um, I wouldn't say hidden, but unless you're looking for it, then you don't have access or you don't have you know unless you have the network to to that are talking about it, are talking about these yeah. deals. You don't have access to that type of um, I guess yeah. Uh, deals in, in, mm-hmm. in but I guess but I guess for me the, the thing is you know I I wouldn't want to obviously you don't want to market it because you can't but if you can somehow find a way to allow people that exposure to it so that even if they don't invest now they invest when they do become a credit investors yeah you know well I mean you again this is a little bit of you know, vagueness in, in the in the SEC rules, but you could look at the deals, but you can't invest in them. That's really what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you you can't even, it's not like it has to be invisible to non-accredited investors, but at the end of the day, you know, when you make that page at the check to the to the inv- to the to the sponsor to invest in the deal. Again, I'm not an attorney. I don't want to say something that's beyond my scope. But mm-hmm. you, you, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what's really what it is. That that you know, you can't make an investment in a in a five or six C exempt uh, yeah. deal without being a credit investor. Now, does that mean they really didn't say exactly at what step you can? Like, can you not even look at the deal? Of course, you can. I mean, I think at, what they're worried about is um, really. To, to not invest unless you are an accredited investor. So, yeah. I mean, going back to what you were saying, certainly you, you could look at the deals. I mean, you know, but, you know, for example, look, if you, a lot, a lot of these sponsors in advertise on Facebook or Instagram, um, and it's not like the, the, the retail investor is not seeing the actual deal, but then they have to have a, a process to actually vet and, and the vetting process used to be, for example, for 506B, which is not general solicitation exemption, you could have some retail investors in there, but it wasn't as difficult. You know, it could be a self-attestation. Like, you know, I could say, oh, I'm an accredited investor. You didn't have to show all the documentation. Mm-hmm. Um, but with 506C, it's become that they added another layer to be sure that, you know, it is definitely a check every and that's to protect the investors exactly you know, the i mean to protect the investors yeah it is exactly so so yeah to answer i mean the, the, you could look at it as a i mean you don't have to be an accredited investor to look at yeah. these deals that are out there you just can't invest yeah i know i i guess i'm just i'm just mad because i don't like the government telling me what to do <laughs> i mean you know, I rather, you. yeah i mean you know everybody you know there's but different I, level of tolerance for that yeah. yeah yeah i just i just i would like all options not just real estate syndications yeah. to be available I mean, to me so I can make a decision where to put my money. Well, know, unfortunately, I get, I get they it. were They're only, protecting me. 
there were a few bad apples that this is a history of it goes back a long time ago that yeah. kind of messed it up for everybody else. That's why there was these rules in place. Yeah. There was, there was mostly for stock market initially or stuff like that. I mean, any type of security has to go through the same thing. And and a lot of investors, they they really got messed up from what they were doing. Yeah. So these can, precedences can, were made. Can you explain to us the, the, the process and the differences between like a, like a regular syndication and, and, and crowdfunding for real estate? Well, I mean, you know, it's crowdfunding is kind of a vague term. It's anytime okay. you go out beyond your network of friends or people that you've had prior relationships. I mean, I mean, you could define it just like that, or you could define it more like, well, you know, syndications usually have a minimum that's higher and out of reach for investment than, you know, sites that only want like even some, some sites only want a thousand bucks to invest in real estate. So it's kind of using the power of the crowd, lower investment minimums, and going to the general public to invest, um, to get investors. I think that's a really easy way to define crowdfunding now. Again, it's vague. Everybody defines it a little bit differently. Um, and then to make it even more complicated is there's a regulation crowdfunding that was started by the Jobs Act in 2012. And, and, but that's not limited to that. You could have regulation A uh, sites that do crowdfunding or you could regulation 506C that does crowdfunding and they're not term crowdfunding. <laughs> so it's yeah. kind of like confusing a little bit, but I think SEC is doing more and more trying to consolidate everything, make yeah. it easier actually. That's their, that's their goal from what I, from my reading and, and looking at their briefings. They wanna make it simpler. Um, and they are doing that actually. So there's steps, they're making it easier to be called an accredited investor, for example. It's not just amount of income you have or asset, but now certain um, you know uh, degrees you have or licenses you have, um, like 65, series 65 would be one. Or for example, you work for a firm that has a certain criteria or, you know, so those things are becoming easier to become an accredited investor. So let me ask you, as far as, you know, we talked about it from an investor perspective for your portal, talking about it from the sponsor perspective, mm -hmm. what did they need to do to get on purpose? Well, I mean, you could, uh, you know, they contact us, they find us either through the web, through the platform or LinkedIn or, um, or Facebook, our social media presence. And then uh, we kind of set up a one-on-one -on -one conversation um, the deal goes to an executive, uh, um, sorry, investment committee. Uh, we make sure they're five or six C, um, and then they we go through the process of listing the deal on our site. We have a one-on-one -on -one, uh, meeting for them to site, list their deal on our site. However, if they want to list a deal themselves without having that hand holding, they could do that after that process. Um, then after that, we highly recommend creating a video podcast to talk about their deal because that yeah. really helps um, kind of connect them with the investor, if, especially if the investor's never seen them. And yeah. uh, that kind of creates that human interaction and psychology and emotional connection. Like After a webinar. That, uh, yeah, like a webinar. And then we yeah. have a live webinar, a question answer webinar too eventually. Nice. So that hope, yeah. So that, that's really the process. Yeah. Okay. And then and we then also me... provide opportunities for for um, marketing beyond our platform, into we we have partners um, that do marketing for us, even a you know higher level of marketing if they want to. Um, and there's other services, legal services, for example, a lot of sponsors even 
sometimes they don't know that they have to be 506C to do general yeah. solicitation. So those regulations you have to really comply by. So we have legal partners that that security partners, uh, security firms that provide that, um, and and other other opportunities really. So we're so, kind of creating community for that sponsors to to be able to really um, take advantage of, of of our platform to its fullest and and ultimately raise reach the capital raise goals. No, I love it. So what as far as you know coming on and everything, I mean you evaluate them. Are there any fees associated? Is it, um, and then to date, you know, what are we, what are we talking about as far as a uh, capital raise within your platform or, or is it just recently starting up that no one has yeah. done an actual raise on there yet? So we have seven deals on the site. Okay. Um, those deals are, um, you know, anywhere in, you know, all over the country from California to, to the East coast, um, and some in Texas, um, they're all 506C. Um, we connect the sponsors with the investors. We don't handle any of the cash flow or any of the in, in money. We want to have the sponsors to have the independence to, to you know, keep, you know, raise, you know, do whatever way they have in the past to be able to, you know, do the deal flow. So we don't have an exact track of how many, um, how many investments have been made. Um, but there's been definitely investors that have contacted sponsors, and ultimately, we don't want to be in the in the finance fine tech part of it. We don't want to. We want to just create got a community. You. Yeah. So you got you. Okay, now I'm really under, so you, that's where you're different from fundrise and all these. You're not in yeah. the transaction yeah. piece of it. You're just providing there, and people bring in information, and if they want to, they provide the the email or the phone numbers. Let's talk. Okay, that makes that makes more sense to me. Yeah. So then, so then for your website, what is your strategy? I know you want to create a community then of deals and presentations to accredited investors. So what is your your business strategy with your platform? How does your platform make money? Well, right now we're 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 not really looking to go positive cash flow right now. We're just building partnerships. Our goal is not to be too greedy, create the partnerships because sponsors by listing their deal on our platform create as much value for us as we're providing for them. So, gotcha. so and, and at the same time, we don't want to um, charge something and not deliver, right? Absolutely. So we wanna be sure that we have everything set before we start charging people. And, and that this really is Huh? And this is the reason why you vet the uh, the deal so much. Yeah, the, the deals have to be, you know, in, in accordance to SEC regulations. They have to be experienced sponsors. Obviously, those things are important. As far as um, monetization, there's many ways to monetize it. I mean, you know, as we create, uh, we, our credit investor base is growing to about 200 now. And it's only, the site has been live about only five, six weeks. So, you know, we've, we're creating that traction. And as, as you can imagine, you know, if, if we've been on for a year or two, it's gonna it's gonna just grow exponentially. Yeah. So our our goal is to really create this partnership, make deals happen, uh, bring um, bring different people together, um, and and make things happen. And eventually, we think that you know there's always value, right? Look, if you look at these large companies like Amazon, Facebook, they weren't really making any money, right? So they mm -hmm. created a community. So so I and 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 the way we've structured it is. You know what? Let's not 
be cost heavy, keep our expenses low, um, make sure that everybody's happy. And, and, and it's an amazing community we have in the real estate world. And let's make it and let's bring things, people together and, and think magic will happen. So, and we could, and there's many ways to monetize. I don't want to bore you guys. And we've gone through it with, with our team and we know how to do it right now. It's about team building. No, I love it, man. I love it. And then, so you, you mentioned, you know, experience the sponsor and you're also vetting the sponsor bit. And I know like Fundrise and these other websites, they have a lot of stipulations. You probably need to have like 50, I think the minimum is like 50. 50 AUM. AUM, right? As on the management. Um, is there a minimum for yours uh, as far as they need to come on? Or is it more about the deal that they're presenting? Or how do you look at it? No, we don't have a 50 AUM. There's no, I mean, we're not even, uh, we don't want to be in that league. <laughs> we want to be in with a smaller uh, syndicate, not their first deal. Um, obviously, there, there's many criteria we have, but certainly 50 AUM, we, we, we don't, we, I like all these crowdfunding sites and I don't want to compete with them. <laughs> yeah. Because I've invested with them, they're great. I don't want to play that game, right? Like, imagine like, you know, Facebook didn't want to play the MySpace game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what it is. I mean, I'm old enough to know MySpace was the thing, but Facebook same. Let's let's work on a different crowd. Let's have different clientele. Um, let's bring different investors into the ball game, right? And go from there. And and that's we want. We 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 we're not trying to you know compete with the larger guys. And 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 the evolution of the larger guys is eventually going to be a rich model. And most of them have transformed into that. Um, only one or two of them have stayed a kind of bring a different third-party syndication in and 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 promote their deal. Most of them are going towards you know a fund model, really. A kind of re, yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. because you know when you get it, and, and again, that's that's their mission, that's their goal. That's really not in accordance or compatible with the mission I have and my company has. We want to democratize it we want as if from an investor standpoint i think investors are smart enough to pick the right if they talk to the sponsors they they know which ones to go with and not uh, and 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 there's always if you go to facebook there's communities of of different these different crowdfunding sites that investors talk amongst each other right so so even though the sites are vetting deals at the end of the day a lot of times investors say you know what I don't trust what these guys are saying all the time. Let me go to my community. And, and, and that community feel is always, I think that's key. Whenever I want to invest in a deal, um, I always talk to my friends or people that I think they're smarter than me. And that doesn't change. That mm-hmm. Let's say, you know, if Park Place vets a deal, it doesn't mean you should, you, should deal, you, should, you should go and invest. You need to do your own due diligence. And Absolutely. That's, that's, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah, no matter what, the responsibility exactly. falls on you to do your own due diligence. The exactly. reason I ask is because, I mean, we have a lot of a lot of newer syndicators and us ourselves, we've raised capital, but we're, we're newer syndicators and we've done JVs, like our, our portfolio is more through JV than it is through syndication, but we want to know, I mean, you know, you obviously don't want someone that's never done a syndication, but from what I'm gathering is on a case by case basis. I think so. For example, let's say you come to us and you've done JVs before. You don't really know the site. You go, well, I want to do a, a, you know, have this, I don't know, multifamily or 
whatever type of deal you I want to syndicate it instead of JV. Obviously, you got to be sure that that's what you want to do because if you know how to do JV, you may not necessarily know how to do a syndication, yeah. but mm-hmm. there's a lot of cross compatibility and things. So, you know, I would tell you, listen, you know, I have a great, I mean, you know, we need to do, discuss how you're going to do this. And we have, uh, we have real estate attorneys, if you don't have your own, that do syndications all the time. So that was, that would be the first step. The second step is what finding out whether that real estate attorney could, could do, do all the security laws, right? Now you're dealing with not only creating a syndication, but now you have to know what exemptions you're going to go with. Are you going to do general solicitation? Are you going to not? Is your model go towards retail investors or not? So those things have to be, I mean, sometimes real estate attorneys are good at security law and sometimes they're not. Sometimes they refer you to a security attorney to figure that out. Um, And that's really, that's the starting point to start a syndication, you know? And then yeah. you have to prepare a PPM, you know, if you, if you do a 506C, for example. No, absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, get all that documentation squared away. Yeah. But that's just what I want to, to get out there because if there's anyone that's listening like us, like I'm definitely interested in talking to you in the future. But if there's anyone out there, you know, hey, it's case by case basis, have a deal, have your paperwork documentation in order, obviously, you know, you should have some kind of experience with larger deals. But at the end of the day, you're going to roll through that and you're going to do case by case basis on, hey, yeah, we think this person is qualified to raise capital on our site, from what I'm understanding. Exactly. That's right. That's right. And um, yeah. No, that's awesome. German, you got anything? No, no, no. I like it. The, the, the fact that you guys are uh, <laughs> building the community, you know, in, in, in creating opportunity for, for even the smaller guys too. Uh, to come into uh, into this sector of of real estate and in in investing, I, I think is great. It's an awesome idea. Yeah, it, you could be the the bigger pockets of, of syndication. You know, yeah, that that'd be cool. And that's something you know I tell my brother all the time because like they're tailored more towards a newbie residential investor. There really isn't a platform for uh, larger multifamily or syndication or reinvesting yeah. community, right? Like, you know, that that's kind of a different thing. So I'll throw it out there. Maybe maybe that's what your website does too, you know, <laughs> create, create that community that way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, you know, we wanted to make it for, you know, when you don't know that all the security laws, you know, initially my idea was, why don't we just throw it out for everybody that just wants to find partners and, but it's, you know, there's a lot of regulations, you know, and you got to be very careful. And then you have to kind of, the, the idea evolves. And every time you start with an idea, you got to be sure that all the, all the, uh, all the ducks are in place, you know, because if, if you don't, then you could really mess up big time, you know, so yeah, you got to so. be sure all that is. Yeah. Whenever you offer these investments, you got to be sure SEC is always looking. So you mm-hmm. got to be sure and you have to be in compliance. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, Kev, thank you so much. Uh, German, do you have any other questions? No, I don't have any questions. No, I think that was great. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys uh, for having me. Uh, The website is www.parkplaceinvestment. There's no S dot com. Um, I hope to see you guys there. And uh, we're also on, on LinkedIn, Park Place Investment. Appreciate the time and giving me the opportunity to talk with you guys and your listeners. No, Thank absolutely, man. And we'll, we'll put all those links in the show notes so people can 
can reach out. We really hope that we can we can expand the visibility of your, of your website there because I think you're doing a great thing and we're, we're excited and we're glad to have you on and and even more excited when this air, episode airs because uh, I know I know I'm definitely interested in checking it out and I'm interested for other people to at least look at it even though they might not be able to invest. Exactly. So, you know, we're, we're, we're really excited and, and thank you for that. And for all the listeners out there, give us a five-star review, uh, you know, show some love, you know, send us some messages, let us know. We've been loving the great feedback lately. So we'll keep at it and we're out. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. No, thank you.